And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. It was very good. It was very good. And behold, Hello, seven days listeners. Seven days listeners. We're back, guys. We're back. It feels like it's been seven years. It does ah, feel like seven. it's been yeah, so I see what sevens. you did there, Dad. Yeah, good on me. <laughs> Um, but we're back and we're excited. We're ready to go for season three of the podcast. Can you believe it, Dan? No, I can't. That's the real answer there. I cannot believe that we're in season three. Cannot. It's good though. It's exciting. We have a great season for you. So Mm. make sure you stay tuned because it's going to be fabulous. That's right. Now, don't think we're lazy because we've we've had time off, but I promise you we've been praying in and reflecting Mm -hmm. into what this season will be. So we're hoping... Mm -hmm. Uh, that everyone out there listening is going to get something, some some golden god nuggets. Is that? We're praying for it. Yeah, we're believing for it. Term. We're, we're um, believing for it. Yes, we are. Shush. Tell, tell me about today. What's going on? Hey, guys, we have, I think, potentially our first returning guest. Yes. We will. Yes. Yeah. It's one you loved. We have the amazing Rosie Keane back with us. Give her, I mean, I feel like I need to give her a round of applause, but this is a podcast, so I felt thanks, that Jen. too. I felt it. We'll just cheer ourselves on. Um, but Rosie, we are so excited to yes. have you on the podcast again. Thank you for yes. coming back and joining us. I'm so humbled you, you've asked me back for round two. That's, yeah, I loved it last time. I can't wait to see what God is going to do through our conversations this time too. Yes. Now Round two. Here we go. Yeah, that's right. Round two. Now, we've done this with you once before, so you're very aware of it, but we're going to do the fast five. So Woo! so we, we tell people to answer fastly, fastly, quick, but uh, it never is quick. But we'll see what happens, all right? So new yeah, fast happens. five with Rosie Keane before we get into the juice. It's a fast five, it's a fast five, it's a fast five. It's a fast five, it's a... Fastly, fastly, here I go. You kick it off, Josh. Electric toothbrush or a normal toothbrush? Normal toothbrush. Yeah, yeah, no, good answer. Very good. All right, Rosie, are you familiar with Harry Potter? Yes, I went and saw the Cursed Child uh, stage show last week. Oh, that week. means hey. you're like you're like a legit fan because that's like uh, seven hours got, or something. We got cheap tickets, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> fake fan, fake fan, cheap fan. Love All right, so I don't need to explain this then. I'm assuming. What is your Patronus? Ah, uh, do you just get to choose? Yeah, you get to choose. Uh, On this podcast, you get to choose. Yeah. Maybe a catfish, because I've been watching heaps of catfish lately, and I love them. <laughs> kind of ugly, kind of cool. Not that I'm ugly, I just mean like, just kind of a little bottom feeder, goes around, has the best life. Yeah, yeah pretty low-key, pretty chill. That, that, I would never have guessed that you would say catfish, but I'm into it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I was surprised. Like Harry Potter and like casting the spell in like a little catfish. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Subverting expectations. That's yeah, great. yeah. So good. Um, okay, question three. What emoji do I identify with most? Mm. Oh, that's a good one. I really like the heart eye emoji one because oh. I think that I try and see things. I'm really excitable. I love things. I love life most of the time. And I try <laughs> and like see others with compassion, uh, but mm. also like have big feelings. So sometimes Scott mm. was like to me, do you know you've been upstairs for half an hour just telling the dog really aggressively loudly that you love her? Like, I'm just, I love you. I love you so much. And so I think that's probably me. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's great. That is great. All right. So picture this. You're at a party. The Sick. dance floor is going off. Someone hands you the iPhone and you need to pick the next song. What song are you picking? Oh. Uh... I want to dance with somebody. Yes. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. Good choice. 
Mm. I mean, there were a lot of songs at that point I was ready for. I was like, in my head, I'm like partying over there. I'm like, yeah. Um, okay, we have our last question. And this question is from a listener, which is very oh. exciting. Um, and so shout out to the listeners. If you have a question for our guests, a Fast Five question, send it in to us, email us, DM us on Instagram. I don't know, pick your format. Uh, get it to us and we'll ask people. So this question comes from Tom in England. So not Oy! only is it a is it Fast Five, it's Across an international Fast Five pond. question. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Tom, Tom says... I've been an avid listener for seven days. Of course you have, Tom. Well done. (laughs) Wow. If all animals were horse-sized, which one would be best to ride? (laughs) Wombat. Yeah, great answer. Because it's like fluffy. It's surprisingly fast, apparently. But they also Mm -hmm. seem like, um, what's that uh, weird movie that didn't get very good reviews? Like Golden Compass? I think they have like oh, a wombat, yes. that polar bear, but I yeah. think wombat's cuter, so I'd, I'd like to ride a wombat. Yeah, great. Although, also, great the square answer. poo. Square mm. poo. Like, yeah. how big would it be if it was a pretty big. Right. I mean, it doesn't be pretty big. about, does it? Nah, it's all right. You just have to ride it. You don't have to look after it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Well, that was a quick fast five. That was a, that might be Maybe fastly. the quickest ever. Ever. Yeah. Season three, we're on it, guys. Season, oh, we're so efficient in season three. So Wombats are my favourite animal as well, Rosie, so oh, I loved I love that. that. Square, I'm all about the square poo. It's creative. It's yeah. different. It's yeah, that's right. It's that's stackable. Right. That's right. This is a cute little bonding moment for you two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Are you ready for the greatest segue of all time? Yes. Speaking of animals, Rosie, I hear that there's a new addition in your family and a lot of new things have been going on for you since we last spoke. Was that professional, guys? That was a pretty good segue. It's like you prepared that, but you didn't. Yes. Rosie, can you tell our listeners what life looks like for you now? Because last time we spoke, you were in New Zealand. You were, were you possibly in between jobs at that time? Yeah, 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 right. I think I just finished up at my uh, workplace like a week earlier. Yeah. So give us the rundown of what life looks for you now. And also there's an inclus- inclusion of an animal. I hear. There is the inclusion of the animal, not a catfish. Uh, <laughs> so the six months following that podcast, actually, I remained um, unemployed, which was like very hardcore for me. Uh, mm. So I think on the last podcast we talked about the two years of unemployment that God had led me to before my ministry with women's ministries and how stretching and hard it was. Uh, And so six months after the podcast where um, we talked on seven days, I had originally wanted to write a book. So if you re-listen to that one, I was like, I'm going to write this resource book for poetry. Uh, But actually I didn't realize that God needed me to um, sit and decompress and prepare again for this next season of ministry, which is here in Australia. So I loved the, the, uh, like just the generated uh, conversations we had so much that I had to move across the ditch. And so now I'm based here in Melbourne. Uh, I'm at the national headquarters and serving as the national secretary for spiritual life, which even weirder Dan was your parents role. So I'm carrying on. I love your life so much I came over and like followed on from your parents and came back on the podcast they've just left an incredible legacy um and this is yeah seeing where Jesus is supporting uh commissioners Janine and Robert in the spiritual direction of Australia and we also got a little puppy named Junior J-U-N-I-A which is uh, named after the apostle Junior who is a female apostle in Romans um, who had a bit of history on her, very short, was that um, she was one of the only female apostles listed in the Bible, but was so controversial for male scholars because they felt a bit threatened that women had positions of ministerial leadership that a couple of centuries ago they erased her name and recreated it as a man named Junius, which isn't a name. They just kind of made it up. So essentially it's like Rosemary, which is my full name, changing it to Rosemaryant. To try and make it into a man name. Uh, But they got exposed and so they had to change it back to Junior uh, and admit that she was a woman holding priestly office. And so sometimes they say the full story of this cute little schmoodle on the street where they're like, what's her name? I'll be like, Junior, did you know? Uh, And people are like, oh my goodness, what have I done? Or other times I just let them think it's Junior as in Senior Junior. But she is such a joy. I love her so much. Mm. Aggressively in Australia. So aggressively love her. Yeah. I aggressively love her and aggressively love Australia. 
Oh. How good is that? Like you just you ask Rosie about her new dog, and immediately you get you learn a lesson. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> but, you know what? Though? It's pretty tiresome. <laughs> Such like a good evangelism tool, you know, yeah. like, oh, like you've got a cute dog. What's your dog's name? Well, have you heard about <laughs> the Bible? You? <laughs> <laughs> you have to weigh it up, eh? Because you don't want to be the person who um, like just goes in there full bore when someone's not actually receptive because you can push <laughs> them back. So I do weigh it up. And sometimes when it is the right thing to say, people are like, oh, my goodness, I never knew that. That's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I'm going to go revisit the scriptures. And other times they're like, oh, junior, like little. I'm like, yes, you're exactly right. Because I think <laughs> sometimes actually just bonding over your small, you know, fairy creature is also a really good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with yeah. strangers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. They'll be otherwise they end up at the dog park again, and they're like, "Oh, there's that chick." Oh. <laughs> Have you heard of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? <laughs> you're like, look, he's beautiful, but somehow you've made him weird. Dan, let's let's we're about to get into it now. Yeah. Yep. But we're mixing it up a little bit this season, aren't we? We are. There's a li- it's a little bit different this season. A little bit different, just to keep you on your toes. Yeah, we are. As as mentioned before, we were quite. We've been praying into this season, and something that really, uh, I guess, s- kind of reared its head to me and Shush uh, was that uh, we want to kind of focus a bit more topically this season instead of mm-hmm. uh, individually. And they're big words for me, guys, so you got to clear. So, actually, uh, one thing we really want to uncover is uh, this topic of am I an artist? So we've been, we've been uh, talking to the creatives within the Salvation Army and around the place that listen in general, um, but let's actually unpack what it means to be a creative as a Christian, right, or, or as a human. So yeah. we really want to unpack this topic of am I actually an artist, you know, like yeah. I Think, what does that mean? What does that actually mean? And I, I don't know. Like I, I always just assumed you're an artist if you stood on a stage, right? Like like growing up, that's what I thought it was. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that that's not what this is. Let's unpack this. Let's make sure all these preconceived ideas around what an artist actually is we unpack together. And we might not have any answers. Yeah, we we're calling on some very yeah, wise disclosure, people. Full disclosure, yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> We might just ask questions and get nowhere. Who absolutely, knows? absolutely. But we're calling on some really wise people that uh, we believe God has put in a place to speak into this space, and that is why yeah. the amazing Rosie is with us today. Because yeah. um, we're just going to unpack this, um, mm-hmm. and and now this is through a spiritual lens. We're going to, we're going to talk about this from a spiritual space, right? Not maybe not as much the practical, maybe more the. What? What? Who actually are we? Let's. What's our mm-hmm. identity? Mm-hmm. What's our purpose? What? What is this? Um. So, yeah. That. That. That's kind of what we're focusing on today. And for all the episodes coming up, we're going to be talking around something similar. So, uh, did I answer that correctly, Shush? To you, I feel like I'm being interviewed by you. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I mean, correct. Tick. Ding. Yeah. Good. Uh, no, <laughs> there was no great dates, but just a bit of a pivot. We're pivoting. You were pivoting. This season. Pivoting. Just, um, God's going to do something great. It's I'm believing for it. Declaring yeah, I agree. it in Jesus' name. We're readjusting the gaze, and I think I think yeah. uh, I, I like think that. we're readjusting it to not that it wasn't on Jesus, but we're we're readjusting with Jesus, right? We don't want to yeah. get stuck in the same rut the whole time and start ignoring yeah. Jesus because who wants to ignore Jesus? Preach. Yeah, that's Silly right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I've got a question for you to start off this Ooh. discussion. Oh. Um, so what is an artist slash who can be an artist? If we're talking about like, am I an artist? Like what is an artist? Like who, who can be that? Um, any thoughts? <laughs> Sorry, just to chime like out. Oh, I just thought I'd get the ball rolling. I like that. She came out steaming ahead. <laughs> I, I love did. it. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. I was it. like, let's just get into it at this point. Let's Go define the things. It. No, I love it. Um, I'm going to throw this one to you, Rosie. Have you got any thoughts? I've been thinking about this. And so whenever I have um, conversations or interviews the next day, I usually stay up late into the night, kind of mm. tossing and turning, thinking, <laughs> processing. And I was thinking about a scripture I found yesterday that's really beautiful. And one of the translations that says, um, and we are the fellowship of the mystery. Mm. Don't worry. It was the actual Bible says that in Colossians, not just like... Uh, 
Tolkien. <laughs> and I, was about to say, yeah. I read that. <laughs> yeah, Lord yeah. of the Rings. That's yeah, sick. yeah, I've read that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking trees and something about Mordor. Uh, but I just thought that was really beautiful, like the fellowship of mystery. And for mm. me, an artist or someone who creates, and you're engaging with the divine. I'm, like the idea mm. of spirituality is the capacity to communicate with the divine. And so for artists, all of us are artists because we all create every single day. Whenever we open our mouths, mm. whenever we read, whenever we talk, whenever we arrange furniture or drive, like mm. all of it is has the capacity for meaning. And so I think I wish that we, or I hope that we can reclaim that because I think mm. there is so much empowerment in knowing that everything you do has the capacity to communicate a deep truth. And yeah. um, an Aboriginal word is really beautiful that I learned from Shirley Congo recently was Tuturi, which means deep knowing. Yeah, I just mm. I love that for art. Mm. Yeah. That's a really interesting thought. I haven't thought of it as like a broad, like, not broad, but like artistry is just connecting with a higher power of some sort. I feel like all mm. artistry is, right? Like... Whether yeah. or not that is an awareness of Jesus or whether that is yeah. just something that is innately a part of someone they're connecting mm. with, right? Um, yeah, I've never thought of it like that before. That was That's, that's a great spot to start because that's already blown <laughs> my mind. But, um, yeah, an artist is someone who connects with, yeah, a higher power, like the divine. Yeah. Interesting mm. thought. And you know Which what? is amazing when... Oh, sorry, you go, No, Shush. go, Rosie. Which is amazing when I think of like Inuit culture and others mm. who have these incredible um, totems and other things yeah. where um, they're unearthed and you see the spiritual language they're communicating even if you don't understand their gods. Mm. And so I think mm. there's something beautiful about Paul going into Mars Hill and saying, you know, you, you have this space for a god you do not know. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's Jesus, it is mm. Yahweh. Mm. And so in a similar fashion, I think um, there's so much truth and spiritual language communicated from agnostics, atheists, those with other religions, and yet we know the creator Yahweh who spent the first six days of our Genesis story creating, creating, creating. Yeah, yeah. So how much more upon us is that mandate to go and create and communicate the language of the God we know who loves us? Yeah. Oh, guys, season three <laughs> lit already. <laughs> fastly, fastly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm pivoting slightly. Okay. Uh, but, you know, the other thing that I really liked that Rosie said was, um, like, we're all artists in a way. Like, we all create, mm. right? We're all made in the mm. image of God and God is a creator, as you say, Rosie. Like, he spent the first, well, six days and then rested creating, right? Mm. And so we're made in his image. Therefore, we are creators and creative too. Mm. And I think it's really interesting because for a long time, I felt like to be called an artist you had to be elite like it was mm. like mm. professionals or the people who were like the best of like they're the artists and I'm like I just kind of do some creative stuff over here you know but like I remember getting to a point where I was like nah like creativity is a huge part of my life and I create things to whatever degree therefore mm. like I like I'm an artist and that's okay and like but it's really interesting I think we have this like weird concept that artist that label is for the elite mm. yeah I agree yeah. with that that's such a like a like culture has come in and had its way with it in some respect mm. it's like for some reason without yeah when did artistry just become like professionalism like Right. You think of an artist, you think of a professional, like a like someone who mm. does this professionally, right? Mm -hmm. But that's actually not what the definition of an artist really should be or really is. Um, yeah, I think that's – it's so interesting to see how much, like, yeah, how much culture has grabbed that and then transformed it into something that it wasn't intended to mm. be. Yeah, and I think, at least in my experience, maybe this – the same for everyone but it, it came partnership with like kind of owning the creative gift I have and being like no this is like I have a creative gift and mm. like and mm. like I have skill in this area like and not just like pretending of like oh yeah like I'm kind of creative like I kind of do mm. things like as a nice thing of like no I have a skill I have a gift like and, and owning that they kind of like partnership between me being like taking on the the term artist and then also owning my gift at the same time and being like kind of sure of that 
Um, which is like in very Australian culture, like tall poppy syndrome, right? Where we're like cutting yeah. people down. It's you never want to claim anything. Um, but actually for me, that kind of revelation came with the like owning of like, cool, I have creative giftings and I can be confident in saying that. Yeah. Even though I'm not like an elite at my skill, I can be confident of that and therefore call myself an artist. Um, yeah, some thoughts I for you. I love that. Mm. I was, that makes me think of the scripture, you know, if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? Yeah. If the whole right. body was a foot, where would the um, smelling be? And I think if you were to reach into a your bag uh, right now and pull out something, um, you whatever you took out, say it was your keys, is representative of the whole of what's in your bag. Do you know what I mean? But if you pulled out six bunches of keys, there's something wrong and you've stolen keys. It's, <laughs> why have you got so many keys in your bag? And so that ties in for me with, I read an article recently that Relevant um, posted about the lack of women in the top um, kind of hundred uh, gospel and arts albums that are most popular right now and it had dropped from six percent uh, out of the hundred was women down to two percent in the last 10 years and so if we're reaching into the bag of um, this diverse world of believers who create and love and sing worship and yet you are pulling out 98% of them are keys. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. why is your bag stuffed that way? And we need to address it. And so I think you're right. When we talk about professionalism, capitalism, uh, the way the world marks success, marketability, is that we actually have a really broken model of engaging with mm. art, language, mm. the capacity to commune with the divine because we can't be what we can't see and we keep seeing um, this one model of artistry. Yeah. And so for us to actually re-engage with the diverse voices of our movement to understand the diverse God we serve mm. even the word diversity people freak out about and yet God is so oh magical yeah. in a non-Harry Potter way so <laughs> manifold so I'm like where are, where are the ears where are the eyes where are the feet where are the hands why do we always look at the eyes mm. like you know why yeah. are we this one way of artistry yeah and and actually to continue on that it's also it's not just whether or not it's um you know, you mentioned like the female male example. Mm. There's also the artistry example as well, right? Of like, let's not just focus on music. Let's like, mm -hmm. why is there so like so much focus on music and not the focus on say drama performance or whatever, you know, pick anything, right? Mm. Or like literally anything like mud sculpting yeah. or something like what? Like <laughs> yeah. it's all just... There is so much out there and I think that's why these conversations are so important because we need yeah. to reclaim what being an artist actually is, right? Like, yeah. like uh, yeah, I can't look at artistry and say that's exactly what God intended with the way that it currently mm. is set up. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Is that real doom and gloom? Sorry to bring some doom and gloom into the podcast, but I just am like, no. yeah. yeah, it needs to be reclaimed. Yeah, and look at the um, look at the people and women especially who spend hours crocheting and yeah. knitting booties and hats and cardigans yeah. for um, children and grandchildren and orphans, and you think that is art, yeah. and yet because of our conceptualization of art as this highfalutin concept, where they would even say, "Oh no, this is just." This is my yes. gift to blah, blah. And you're like, yes, and in your gift, there's artistry. Yeah, and yes. I think if we were to re... Uh, it's kind of like that scripture where uh, it says, and the cornerstone, the capstone, they throw away, throw away as if it was of no value at, at all. Yeah. And I bet in heaven, so many of the um, Jewish people are going to be like, oh my goodness, Jesus, we had no idea at the time that you were who you said you were. Like, thank you, God, for saving us. And in the same manner, I think of those little booties and the um, the bedspreads and the lace work mm. and uh, just other things like the cakes people make for birthdays. Yep. How amazing is it going to be when we realize what that cake, what that crocheted top meant and how that was artistry because it had communicated something of the divine? Mm. Yes. It's a really interesting uh, thought. And it makes me immediately think of like the current world that we're in with all this coronavirus people getting done for weeks mm. and stuff like that right and then just someone from your church coming and bringing you like a bag of cookies that they've made oh, right yes, and right. just how much that impacts you but yeah it impact do you know what like full disclosure people did that for me and it impacted me because i'm like oh how generous and nice i didn't see that as 
an art, right? But that's what that is. Right? That's like them, yeah. them pouring into themselves and saying, I need to do something for someone. There's this innate sense of I need to create something for them to help them mm. out. It's creating something. Like, yeah. yeah. And it, it's the love of, right, like love God, love others. Yeah. It's like the Holy Spirit actually working through them to be yes. like, I will mm. create this thing out of love for you to bless and strengthen you. Yeah. Well, right. being not physically strengthened. I mean, I don't know. Cookies are pretty great. Well, yeah, yeah, they are great. They're not healthy, but they're great. Um, yeah, it's all like it's all like ways of promoting the good news, effectively, right? Like, right. And I, thinking about today, I had this verse, uh, one Peter two nine. We are made to proclaim the excellencies of mm. Him who called us out of the darkness into His marvelous light. Mm. Right? Like, Beautiful. every single person has a calling on their life to proclaim mm. that good news. Mm. And we are all artists. Let's pair them together. You know, like like what like right? that is what we should be doing. You know, yeah. Um, we have the message and the tool to be yeah. able to like send the message. And I think you touched on a really good thing, Shush, in fa- as far as like confidence goes, because I'm like, mm. I, a lot of people would have no idea that they are an artist, right? Like, and yeah. and to boldly pursue that, like. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I've already unpacked like, a couple of things. My mind's already kind of blown a few times. I know. Same. Yeah, I'm thinking about it too. It's it's deep, hey. It's a deep work. And when we talk about gifting, um, I remember when people used to say about spoken word to me, oh, you have a gift. I used to sometimes feel a bit shortchanged because I was like, oh, but I work so hard yeah. Yeah. at it as well yeah. that it's not just simply something that randomly came to yeah. me. And yet I think we miss the essential nature of a gift is something God gives us to bless us and bless others. And we can work and labor and toil over it or invest in it. But at the end of the day, it's freely given Mm. and freely given away. And in the same manner, I think if we can see artistry, um, taking it out of the white kind of stark walls of a museum, white isn't, you know, skinned as well, because often it is um, the purview of the people who have access to all the money and resources. Mm. Mm. So actually, if we were able to recalibrate and recategorize what God is seeing and saying through the languages of our First Nations people, through their art and creativity, mm. through what's coming out of that, I think we would see a new face of God that hasn't been seen before. Because if you look Mm. at when the Bible was written, they didn't have uh, access to um, flying around or Mm. uh, social media or all of these other things that give us insight into what people are creating and saying now. And I think just like we say that scripture, you know, if the whole body was an eye or a hand or a foot, but what if all artistry was, it is every hand and foot and eye and ear is a creative part you creating the morning tea, uh, you creating the flowers, you creating the sermon, you creating the clothes, whatever it is, or you just creating a simple prayer by yourself, I think it would imbue a magnificence in the body of Christ that people would be attracted to because it's no longer just the person up the front on the Sunday or the person doing the worship team or the person who has the album or whatever it is. It's actually you right now are essential and you are needed Mm -hmm. because your language is speaking something new that I couldn't, but together it makes a symphony. Yes. 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 (laughs) And how many problems that would solve, right? (laughs) Like it is just crazy. The weird celebrity culture would just be removed from literally everything. And there would actually be true acceptance. We talk about acceptance, right? Like Mm. it would actually be this walking, breathing, living, true acceptance of what everyone has to offer, no matter what. Um, And yeah, you're right, because that scripture specifically addresses celebrity culture too. Like an ear cannot say, because I am not an I, I am not part of the body. Like it's literally... I, oh, I'm not them, therefore I'm not as important, yeah. Yeah. I'm not as essential, or I'm not as functional, or as beautiful, or as poetic. Yeah. But I actually read a really beautiful quote um, from, oh, am I going to mispronounce the name, maybe Descartes? I don't know how to say that name, but the philosopher who said, um, all prophets are also poets. 
in that they like commandeer this this language of God to speak something new yeah. into uh, creation. Cool. And I think that all of us, all of us are prophets. Mm. The, uh, the word says, in those days, I will pour out my spirit and young men and young women, old men and old women will prophesy. Yeah. So all of us have the poetic creative gift, but we're also called to elevate those who don't have that position, as we talk about um, in that same scripture, it says, and the private parts yeah. uh, are to receive more honor. Mm. So actually the ones who are like, oh, absolutely not, I can't even be seen or shown, it's inappropriate or it's scandalous or it's shameful. There's something, a lesson there too. How are we to find um, those who aren't um, comfortable uh, speaking or don't, they're from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds and so maybe it takes more for us as of me as um, only a monolingual speaker to hear and see their artwork. How much more beautiful mm. is it going to be for me to engage in that and be blessed because... Um, of who they are and what they bring. There's just something so exciting and special about yeah. this, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. All of us, the body together. Yeah. yeah. Which requires like a significant humbling of our ego. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. Not yeah. requires humbling and then killing the ego. Sorry, I should say. Because it's, it's getting yourself out of the way in any thought that you don't... Because it, it's this recognition of we need you. Mm. I need you. Mm. And, yes. and And therefore, if you're not having a space or opportunity and I need you, I need to honor you, I need to help you to give you that support so that like they that person can thrive, can flourish, we can see their our mm. way. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know if I'm articulating it particularly no, well. But definitely it, it it requires that killing of the ego and humbling ourselves and recognizing, yeah, that I need you. Yeah. And it, it all mm. comes back to as well, like that confidence that you were talking about before, confidence in knowing who we are made like from, like who yeah, we yeah. are, right? Yeah. It's not confidence in ourselves, it's confidence in yes. Jesus, right? Like, yes. And that mm. will create the humbling as well. But yeah, that's a really, really good point. It is like this, for this to actually succeed, succeed, mm. there is a huge humbling that needs to occur with people who mm. themselves consider like are looking at that professional view of artistry and maybe seeing mm. themselves in that uh there's actually people around you that aren't professional artists that are also artists that you need mm. to accept mm. Mm. and i think it's spoken word um as we talked about in the last um, podcast almost a year ago, like there's something really wild about going into a space and saying, um, you know, I've done this in different places and with different people, I've never met someone who hasn't been able to write. Right. Um, yeah, and right. so like every single time the expectation is laid bare on the ground, you have the capacity to articulate a deep truth, did it? Yes. Yeah. You know, like the Aboriginal word, a deep knowing about yourself, about your community, about your story, about your life, and spoken word, even those two words, are just licensed for it not to have to be assessed in the way that um, poetry right. has all these rules and uh, stuff around it. I read this, uh, I went to this uh, event recently where um, the book that was launched, I misread the invite, I thought it was a conference, but it was a book launch. <laughs> it was amazing anyway, and uh, it was the stories from a multicultural and diverse group of people reflecting on the texts of terror in the bible so mm. specifically around gender violence and uh the woman who was introducing the book said it is really amazing to have this book uh added into our library into a text that can be referenced and it's not just another inter-office memo mm. from you know male and especially yeah. white educated uh academics referencing one another's work and so we just watch from the outside i'm like mm, mm, wow because the rules of engagement are already set and I think my point in saying that is that artistry in this new world that we live in with our communications, with COVID, with coming out the other side of a communal experience, unlike something we've ever had before, um, is that the rules of engagement have changed if we we'll let right. them, if we don't go back to the way they were, we can engage in a new way with the divine, with one another. Uh, it's an opportunity to hear a fresh, a deep listening and a deep knowing if we let it be, yeah. if we... Um, because I don't even know, like, I think ego is definitely a huge part of it. But it's also fear. People are afraid, aren't we? Like, mm. of not being accepted. Yeah. yeah. It is fear. It, it, because it's, we're afraid to step out for fear of judgment of others. Well, I mean, I can be. I speak from personal experience. Mm. I am too often a people pleaser. And too often care about what mm. other people think. Um, 
and therefore are scared to put things out there for fear of what mm. they say. Yeah. Uh, which I think we all have moments of being guilty of that. Um, but you're right, Rosie. Fear does play a play a part in that too. Mm. There's also, um, I feel like there's also an element of not not fear for your own work, fear of others' work, like other people's work mm. as well. Like, like to like fear of the unknown is really what it comes down to, right? In some right. aspect, mm. but it is like, like I think people who are developed artists or see that as what the only thing they can bring. If it's like, well, mm. if everyone starts bringing stuff, like what happens to me? You know, like there's mm, that right. fear. And it's, again, similar to what you were saying before with humbling yourself. But, yeah, it is the fear. There's the fe- On one hand, it's like the fear of like I'm too scared to show people this side of me. Mm-hmm. And then there's mm. also the fear of I'm too scared to not show people this side of me in some respect, right? Because right. it's like that's all I know, right? Like, yeah. Um, which is interesting. Because how do you know whether that is you, right? Like unless you just actively try something different or I don't know, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Deep thoughts. Great. I think what you're speaking to there, Dan, is integrity as well. Like we're seeking to have creative and artistic integrity of, um, you know, especially if you're wanting to honour God with, as I believe, most people do with their artistry it's hard not to measure yourself by the worst examples of celebrity culture Mm. and be like oh i don't want to be like that or the best examples which is oh i could never be like that whereas actually god is asking us in this new world order that says there is no separation between us um it takes a deep vulnerability to choose to be known and to allow others to be known in that space when we often feel harassed and harried and like we are way past our um you know connection limit anyway we're like oh could i even take this space emotionally because i think we're all pretty um the temptation is to be pretty broke Mm. down so we only have the capacity to connect in a small way whereas if we were able to have that three or five or seven that group of people who truly knew us who truly allowed us to be uh, ourselves and to create together in whatever way and to not deem it irrelevant. Because yeah. that's what I think is the hardest thing is when you share something deep of yourself and it can sometimes feel brushed off or patronized. And I think sometimes my or our deepest fear is that the stuff we share will not be seen for what yeah. it is, which is an authentic expression of ourselves, yeah. that we're trying to act with integrity. And to be doubted or to be misunderstood is really difficult. So sometimes we just choose not to create or not to engage yeah. or to present a version of ourselves so that if it's rejected or accepted, it doesn't matter because it's not truly yeah. us. And that's not in the spirit of deep knowing, is it? It's not in the spirit of the language of the divine who is truth. Mm. And the scripture says, like, in him there is no shadow of turning. Yeah. When you know him, your eyes will be light. There'll be a window to the God that we know. Yeah. And you think about the fellowship of the mystery. Mm. I was thinking, to, I said to Scott last night, well, I'm always trying to use language that's not just, because um, fellow is, uh, is sometimes like yeah. men. Uh, and I thought, well, how do we make it all of us? I thought of the Aboriginal uh, concept of kinship. Mm. And so instead of fellowship of a mystery, it's a kinship system of mystery. Mm. The aunties, the uncles, the sisters, the brothers, the mothers, the fathers, all of us together, the system of mystery engaging with the divine. And it's not a a full stop. It's not just making statements. Like the way to get accepted into um, being studied, like studying under a rabbi uh, in Jewish culture was to ask a certain amount of questions. Um, so to know the, the Bible, the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, I think it's, that's how you say it, mm-hmm. but also to ask these really fierce questions. And Jesus, the same, was that he asked more questions yeah. than statements he yeah. gave. And often in artistry, we want to make statements because then we're protected and safe and it's full stop. You engage with that however you want, bruh, but I'm done. <laughs> Whereas a question is inviting people into hearing, not just listening, but a hearing mm. of that deep knowing. And if we can do that, ask more questions, engage in art as a question and mm. hearing. Oh my gosh, what what are the possibilities, especially for those who don't know Jesus yeah. yet, to hear the stories, the parables, the hope, the wrestling, the tragedy, the joy, and be like, oh, I can't make statements about it, but I can ask questions and I can like hear together with you. I mean, that's a that's a church body I want to yeah, be part of. For sure. 
so much processing being done in such a short time. I'm like, there you, I'm going to have to go back and listen to this podcast again. There's so much goodness <laughs> coming out. But I love the asking questions because it is, it's, it's an almost like an almost more inclusive thing. Like it, like more people yeah. can tune into the questions rather than like full stops and statements. You know, it's like, it's a bit more um, inviting people into the conversation. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I was going to like, as <laughs> as you started talking, Rosie, I was like, oh, I might ask Rosie, like, what like kind of practical takeaways could someone have from like, yeah, from like listening yeah. to this? If I guess there's the two sides, there's two sides of the coin of people who would already consider themselves artists. And then there's people that are listening mm. that might not consider themselves an artist. I know that this is kind of a, it's been put in the creative people listen to this thing, but there might be people who are listening that don't deem themselves creative or artists. Mm. Mm. And I think you kind of half answered it as you continued to talk, but can you speak into that? Uh, Like what, yeah, what is like a practical takeaway from these massive questions? I know we, I don't think we've really answered Mm. anything, but I'm like, especially in your like role as like, like faith, like, spiritual life within our movement but it's Mm. also like anything that's good for our movement's good for the kingdom so it's like like Mm. spiritual life in general uh yeah what are some practical kind of takeaways people could take i don't know i I might be asking you like the hardest question ever but yeah is there anything that comes to mind i'll throw it to shush first shush do you have any ideas on that (laughs) firstly just to add in a point here we're talking about the term, the label artist, yes. artistry, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Mm. And the world gets very stuck on <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, no, our conversation has been better than blah, blah, blah. Um, the world gets very stuck on labels. Mm. And so just mm. like take a step back from that to whoever's listening. Like you're created by the most high king, like by God. Mm. And you're loved mm. yeah. before anything else, like before we start putting labels or things or you start identifying of this or being confident in gifts and things like you start loved. Um, Mm -hmm. So just to put that out there, like that's, that's where we start. We start loved by Jesus and then he calls us and gives us gifts and different things like that. And we grow in confidence, but, but that's the starting place. So I just pray that maybe for somebody who's listening, who needs to hear that, I pray that that truth would sink a little bit deeper deeper today and that you would know that like deep within yourself that Mm. you start loved um regardless of anything like it doesn't matter what you start loved um that's the foundation on which everything is yeah is is comes out of um i forgot i had other points but i got sidetracked by (laughs) that thought um yes what were we talking practicality Mm. yeah look i think it's the overflow of that. Someone else talk and I'm going to remember the points I was going to say before. <laughs> I was going to say that, thank you, Shush, yeah, that that's beautiful great. and so affirming for us to hear and listen to, is that when we have these conversations, there are some people who are very um, pragmatically minded who might be like, as you said, Dan, yeah, 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 well and good, that's all very pie in the sky. Yeah. Though. But I think that in having these conversations about your capacity as an individual to create in that foundation of your deep knowing of God, that sets us up well to make something we have never seen before. Because I think we are looking at, I was looking at um, Da Vinci's Last Supper and, you know, as I uh, talk a lot about art and about the Bible and about this new fresh eyes, I look at that, I'm like, it's 12 dudes and Jesus. And that just wasn't the reality, was that men and women and pets were all around that table together. So while he's captured something elegant, it wasn't something mm. raw. Um, even though it's, you know, it's great, it's a religious uh, text and icon, but we actually need to be careful that the uh, media, the art, the consumption, and the content that we look at, uh, we might think is the only way to create. So when we have these conversations, it's actually so important for you to know, for me to know, right where where we are, something fresh in you is growing, mm. um, and that something fresh in you of God longs to be created, even if it's you pouring the cereal a certain way. Like when we take these little 
seemingly silly steps, the next part will reveal itself. And I think that's where we need to start is the foundation that you are an artist simply because God created you. And everything you do is creating every day. That you have a unique capacity to connect with the divine who we know is God, Yahweh, Christ, Creator, uh, and our Comforter, the Holy Spirit. And that you have a mandate, Mm. you have a responsibility, but also the honor and privilege to carry that gospel story, that narrative in a new way through your life and your experiences your ministry um so what could that look like and so uh before we started recording today i was telling you just briefly that at the thq offices gathering the fellowship um i got this air dry clay for nine dollars 99 from office max and it was all across the table in pastels and bright colors and um I went into that space and I uh, had wrestled a bit with putting it on the tables because I knew it was going to be a risk. Mm. It's a risk to go in there uh, and say, like, what's up? Let's all play with play. <laughs> and uh, it was a risk because I wanted to hear from the Holy Spirit, as I do when I do the workshops, about how we were going to conduct this hour. And it was so beautiful because I turned to a scripture. Um, I was just the Holy Spirit direct this, and I did. And it was the parts of the body. Mm. It was if all is an eye, if all is an ear, we are diverse. And then the next part um, that I turned to, which is what I'd wanted to, and I found was the crucifixion story. And we just read, and I just like elaborate on the story from first person kind of perspective from uh, Jesus appearing before Pilate and the screaming for Barabbas and uh, Jesus being crucified through to, then we turned, we were out in um, Olinda Creek Roads so in the middle of the bush and kind of by the Dandenong Rages. And I said to all the officers fellowship, turn and look out the window and let, let's imagine this is the place where you arise early in the morning before dawn with your spices to anoint the lover of your soul's body. And like, we just all turn and saw these green trees reaching to the sky and surely Congo the next day actually told us about um, the yellow wattle and how you know the seasons are changing when they erupt into bloom. And we looked out and we saw them all throughout the forest for the first time. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is the scripture as well, where it says, um, and you know when you look at the fig tree, the mm. seasons are changing. Like Jesus himself says that. And in that moment, I was like, oh my goodness, out of Shirley's teaching and language and the beauty of creation in front of us was that not just the two worlds colliding, but these two worlds speaking to one another, mm. Aboriginal culture and story and storylines and song lines and the Bible that we know and love and have seen, you know, for many of us since we were babies. Like, there is new stuff speaking all the time. If we will get beyond ourselves, as you said, down to the deep knowing, the zidiri, and the humbling of ourselves, and there was a beautiful... um. I'm not sure how to pronounce it in the language, in language, I should say, uh, of Central Australia Aboriginal uh, group that says, but will they bend the knee? Mm. Which means, like, will they humble Mm. themselves to receive the knowledge? And I think that if we can, uh, through our fear, through our pain, through our worry of being judged, or through our feeling that we're already perfect, (laughs) for some of us, I speak to myself, you know, like, that actually if we can bend our knee to receive what God is saying, just naturally creative stuff will right. happen whether or not even if it's folding the serviette mm. a certain way everything is creation everything is beautiful everything is glory if we allow it to be if we'll mm. listen boom mm. <laughs> boom that was a full mic drop moment um can i uh i don't think we've ever done this before on the podcast but rosie uh i just feel like maybe do you mind sharing a prayer for the people that are listening right now like and maybe maybe over this topic over people's um self-identity over what this actually means to people which i just yeah i don't know are you okay with that shush yeah i'm I'm just making sure i I just came i just came left field and i'm like rosie should just pray in this podcast i think over the people that are listening somebody should pray so that's fantastic no great I love that. I'll preface this prayer by saying that um, the the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, where I'm from here in Melbourne, the lands who I'm on and the traditional owners, I was reading about uh, the tribe, the mob that lived here, and uh, hearing about um, when they had a fire stick 
So one person would always hold a stick that was constantly alight and the embers would glow so that they could start a fire whenever they went hunting from place to place, wherever they set up camp, they always had fire with Mm. them. And sometimes embers from this fire stick would uh, light the brush ablaze behind them and actually cause regeneration of the plant life behind it. Um, And it was this beautiful picture to me and that they'd go in a V shape, but instead of V where there's one person at the front, you know, which is how we see leadership a lot of the time in the church, it was an inverted V. So you had the the sides of the V going first, those two points, and then the women and children at the back um, and the fire stick in there. I think there's just so so much to learn, so much yet to unfold, um, and your voice is needed, so Mm, shall we pray? God, I pray for that one listener who's just hearing about the yellow wattle, the wattle changing and turning and blooming in season and hoping and praying that this is the sign Mm. for them, that they're going to turn a corner and see something new. They're going to pick up those watercolors, those inks, those pastels, the camera, the phone, uh, the words, whatever this is, Lord, even a letter to a friend. And they're hoping and praying that you have seen them in this season right now and know that change is coming and is upon them and that they can create and speak. Um, I think for the nasty experiences some of us have had as we've created in earnest and been misunderstood, Jesus, you created every second you're on earth. In fact, the end of uh, the book of Luke says if all the acts of God were to be recorded, the acts of Jesus, in a book, there wouldn't be enough books on earth to contain them. Jesus, you knew what it was to be misunderstood, to be misconstrued, to be undermined and underwhelmed, um, to have others overestimate the importance of um, just like the miracles of the things you could do for them rather than you being with them. And so I pray right now, as humans created in your image, but not impersonal, we are so personal, you carried us with you like our own mothers. You carry us in your hands, that you uh, anoint our heads with oil that um, you would just place those things in our hands to create once again or for the first time, that we would dare to know that our acts of love, our small acts of mercy to one another in friendships and relationships and withholding our tongues in anger, our little scribbles in the Mm. margins, create something new about who you are and speak into the ages. I pray that we would indeed bend the knee to hear from one another, but also in obedience to you where you say, go forth and make beautiful the world for my sake Uh, god i pray for those who have so many responsibilities that this just seems like a luxury it seems a bit like nonsense it's like oh yeah well that's well and good but i'm listening uh, to this in the supermarket on my way to pick up like the seventh world of groceries for this week that you would speak right now into the deep parts those whirlpools of the spirit just like that story of the man waiting at the pool named beautiful waiting to be healed that you would rise and meet him, her, where they are and say, get up and walk. Uh, and it's not just an instruction so they can do and be uh, useful, but to do and be beautiful, to do good, the gospel. And all of that to say, Lord, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers of peace mm. and good news. And so I pray that as we think of how we probably wouldn't want our feet to be seen in public. And yet, uh, as artists, we take our shoes off. We choose to be vulnerable, each one of us, with one another and with you, and say, Lord, create in me mm. a new heart, clean hands, clean lips, so I might create for you in tragedy and joy and renewal and all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time, Rosie, by the way. Um, Yeah. I just want to... You're so welcome. That's lovely. But I just, I kind of just want (laughs) to honour you and just say just personally how powerful even just this morning was. Mm. It was great to be able to actually sit here and ask questions that we don't know answers to and actually try to dig deep and find out more about what this journey as a creative even is but Mm. i just want to just you definitely in the right position at the right time yeah and i just kind of want to just thanks give my honor to you and say you have my full support in anything ever as little as that may be i don't know how (laughs) i can support you but um i just yeah there is such a yeah i feel I feel safe knowing that the spiritual life of this movement is being overseen by you, mm. effectively. <laughs> if that, that's, you and know, I, like, 
I reflect their yes, glory I, to yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, glory to Jesus. But, you know, like, I... And, and that is why I feel safe, because I know that you actually will deflect to Jesus. And, uh, yeah, so I just want to mm. honour you for the person mm. that you are. I don't, I don't know you that well apart from doing two podcasts with you, but we're about to spend <laughs> a week together in New South Wales, so that'll be fun. Hey. Uh, but, yeah, I... I can't wait. Your heart is so evident. Your the your connection uh, to the spirit in everything you do is so evident. Um, so I just want to honour you as much as I can in that, and just say thanks. <laughs> thanks, yeah. Dan and Shush. And my hope would be too that every person listening would know that that same spirit, of deep knowing, is available to all of us, and that you. Um, I just hope that those who hear this. Like, it's not about elevating our voices or elevating me, but it's the hope that in seeing God through us in our conversations, like, you will feel empowered to connect yeah. with that same God yeah. who knows yeah. and loves you. Because that is just the most important yeah. thing, yeah. eh, is that um, I wanted to share just one last thing when I was reflecting about um, today and the idea of artistry was uh, a couple of years ago, I saw this beautiful iconography art by a guy named Regan O'Callaghan, and he's a Kiwi who now lives in London. Uh, and has been doing iconography for all these incredible churches. And I saw this beautiful work of him doing these saints and then the gold leaf around it. And I reflected on, so this was for an equip that I led in Australia, one of my first ones five or six years ago. And I reflected how each of us is a saint. Mm. We are called that fellowship of the mystery, the kinship system of the mystery of God, these stewards of questions. Um, and so we, uh, I got like the young people to get items from nature, leaves, bark, sticks, um, all of this. And then I got gold leaf yeah. and I said, like, I want you to create uh, combining this items of nature with this heavenly gold leaf to create a modern day icon because you and I are saints mm. together. Like that actually the sacred and the profane or the sacred and the everyday crash together when Jesus came yeah. down to earth. You know, like Jesus no longer was just, oh, I had this thought when Shirley Congo was talking at Fellowship, was, you know, when we pray or when I pray, I look yeah. up to heaven. Do you know what I mean? I look up to the sky and imagine, like, this is where heaven is. And yet almost all First Nations stories of origin and our own, but for some reason we've, like, kicked that to the curb, begin on earth, mm. in the earth, in creation, in that seed, in that growing. And what if when we prayed, whoo, we look to the earth yeah. as well as the heaven. We look to this earth that sustains us that God spent so long creating and saying like, and God is here yeah. also. Maybe that would talk to climate change and mm. stewardship and global warming and all of these things too. I just think there is so much left to see and do and learn and explore and it will never expire because it is carried on in your voice, mm. you and I. It's just so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Rosie, we love your passion. Yes. We love it. We love you. We love having you on the podcast. Thank you for coming. And we see Jesus in you and we hear yeah. God speak through the words that you say. Um, and so thank you for blessing us with your time this morning. Um, and to to all of us who will listen, I'm going to go back and listen for mm. sure. There's a lot to unpack <laughs> here. Um, but it's been so good. So thank you so yeah, much. We just honour you. you. Mm. Bless you, Josh. Bless you, Dan. You guys are great. What you're doing is beautiful and you are creating from that safe space in your heart to include others in this. And I think that is exactly what mm. we've been talking about, hasn't it? Begin yeah. somewhere. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. also, Regan O'Callaghan's dope. I just looked up his stuff. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just you know looked him? it up then yeah, oh. while you were talking. I was quickly... It's so great. It's dope. Good. Everyone should go check out Regan O'Callaghan. That is sick. Anyway. I know what I'm doing after this yeah. podcast. <laughs> I love all that icon stuff. Right? I love all that art. It's great. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. And we are yeah. part of that. We are uh, embroiled in gold leaf yeah. and earth yeah, so right cool. now, aren't we? What a way. <sighs> Season three. Season we three. Are we're off away. to a great the start. The gates are open. Away we go. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, uh, Look, this has been a great episode. Thank yep. you for tuning in. If you're still here, appreciate your time to listen. <laughs> uh, but we'll see you next time with another great episode. Yeah. It'll be good, won't it, Dan? Yeah, we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into this artist, am I an artist topic. It's going to be great. So thank you yet again to the wonderful Rosie Kane. Um, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. We'll me. catch you all it. next time. Yeah. Farewell. 
Hello, 7 Days listeners. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what we do uh, and you want to make sure you don't miss an episode, uh, what can you do, shush? You can subscribe to our podcast, uh, which you can find on whatever platform you're using. There'll be a little subscribe button. By clicking that, you'll be notified each time of when a new episode is out. So make sure you hit that button Mm. so you don't miss uh, any episode. Uh, But you can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Worship Arts Salvos AU. You'll get updated there when a new episode comes out. Um, But also, we would really appreciate it if you share the podcast, whether you want to share it on social social media on your facebook insta what tiktok i don't know whatever you use uh we would love it if you would share the podcast um or just tell a friend text it to somebody be like hey check this out it's epic uh we would really appreciate it because we just i guess want to reach as many people as possible who would be interested and not for our sake not because we want to get a, a platform for our own sake just because we want to impact as many people as we can for the sake of God's glory. If this is going to be impactful for somebody in their faith, we want to get it to them. Um, So that's why we'd ask you to share it. Perfect. I couldn't have said that any better myself, Shush. Thanks.